Welcome to Capital Cashflow, teaching you how to safely invest your capital into cash flowing assets. Here is your host, Abraham Anderson. Welcome to Capital Cashflow Show 21. This is your host, Abraham Anderson. Today, we're going to talk about doing the due diligence. I'm going to give you an overview of the main diligence items that you're going to want to do before finalizing and purchasing your mobile home park. Now, before we get into the list here, to start off with, I would like to say, if there's a park that you're interested in, tie it up. Get it under contract. This is very important because every day you wait, the seller could change their mind or somebody else could come in and get it under contract ahead of you or potentially bid up the price. If you have a park under contract, the seller is obligated to sell it to you, but as you'll see, you don't have to buy it. That's the whole point of the diligence period is if you find something that's just unacceptable to you during diligence, you can back out and receive your earnest money back. But they have to sell it to you. So absolutely, if there's a park that you're interested in, get it under contract and then proceed with the items here. I just wanted to make that preface here. If you learn nothing else from this, if you have a park you're interested in, get it under contract. So, the first thing also is with the contract itself, whichever one you're using, make sure the language in there states that the diligence period does not start until you have received all of the items and signed off on it. Now, I have a list of approximately 20 items that I send sellers once I have a park under contract that they then get me the items and I sign off, hey, I've received it. Then your period starts. And I would recommend at a minimum you try to get 45 days diligence. Typically, I'll start by asking for 90 and I'll go down to 45. I really would not go to 30 unless they absolutely pressed it. But ask for 90 days and I would go down to 45. So let's get started here. Number one, the most important thing is your test ad. Now what that is, basically you post an ad on two locations, Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. Now in your market it may be different, but you want to post the ads wherever there is the most traffic as far as for rent ads being placed. It could be a local newspaper depending on your municipality. For my location it is Facebook and Craigslist. You post this ad and you're wanting to get 20 phone calls in a 10-day period. And the, what you do is you take pictures of a property and then you post for rent location not the exact park but zip code location post the home and lot rent and you post a phone number a throwaway phone number then you want to track and see if you get at least 20 calls in a 10-day period the whole point of this is to see if there's sufficient demand in your market to number one fill vacancies 
or number two if people vacate to replace them. The best deals are the ones in the best markets. The old adage in real estate is location, location, location. So if you have an excellent location then you're going to do very well and you also have another exit strategy wherein you can sell to others because they're in a good location. So that's number one is do the test ad. And don't get rid of these names and numbers. You can then take these after the fact, return the calls to these people if you do end up buying the park or when you do, and say, hey, we have lots available now. For the throwaway number also, we use Google Voice because it's free. You just have a Gmail account, go to voice.google.com. You can pick a number. You can have it go directly to voicemail. I set the voicemail to say, please leave your name and phone number and the property you're looking for. Post that on there. You're off to the races. Number two is <clears throat> comp other parks. What you want to do is find out other parks in the area, and if you're nearby, go and drive them. See, are they full? What do they look like? What amenities do they have? What is their rent? What you're looking for is to see what kind of market you're in. Just like the test ad, you want to see that there is sufficient demand for your product. And what I would be terrified of is if, let's say, every park in your area is tons of vacancy and or every other park is at $200 lot rent and the park you're looking at is at $300. What that says is even if people do pay the rent, what's going to happen is when you go to sell or refinance or possibly even on your purchase, the appraiser will not give you credit for that higher lot rent. He will only give you if the market's $200, around $200 per lot, even if they're at $300 or $350. So you want to see the condition of their parks. What I love to see is you're at 200 the park you're buying, and everyone else is at 300 350 or more. That tells you that day one you can go in there and do a reasonable rent raise closer to market to maybe 250 and that allows you to instantly increase value. And when you do a rent raise, it goes straight to the bottom line, as we've talked about before. There's no added increase expenses with that. So number two is comp other parks. The other thing that you're looking for is if there's vacancy in the park you're buying, there's two reasons for that. And the reason is very important. The first reason is if there's no demand in that area. That's what you absolutely do not want. The other reason, and this is what I run into a lot, is there's lots of vacancy or there's some vacancy, but it's not because there's no demand. It's because mom and pop did not want to bother filling lots. And if you think about it, it is a little bit of a hassle. You've got to either buy a newer used home, then rent it out or sell it. You have to screen it, show it, deal with the new person, all of the steps. And typically mom and pop have no debt on the property. So they've got, they're making decent money. They've got, you know, plenty of cash flow already because they usually have no mortgage anyway. So why would they bother filling another lot to make another couple hundred dollars a month? But of course, as we know, if one lot is valued, let's say it's a $300 lot rent, that puts the value of that occupied lot at about $30,000. So it's huge money, especially if you're using leverage. 
but that's what you want to find out during diligence as well is the reason if there is vacancy is it because there's no demand or just because mom and pop did not want to bother number three critical is getting your letter of zoning now what this is is every property really not just parks is three zoning categories it's either legal conforming that means you could build it again today if you wanted to just like it is it's completely legal according to the zoning codes in your city or county number two and this is what you'll see most parks are is legal non-conforming what that means is the park was legal when it was built however since then zoning has changed and it is now prohibited meaning you could not build that today however your property is grandfathered in so it continue and it can continue indefinitely <clears throat> number three is illegal absolutely never buy a property that's illegal what would happen if it was illegal is as soon as you buy it just count on it as soon as you buy it the city is going to call you up and say hey your parks illegal we're shutting you down then they destroyed your business your property you're on the hook for the mortgage and it's just a huge nightmare and you'd be surprised these exist even massive parks 100 plus spaces are like this what it is it's an old person's network essentially where they're all friends with each other and they knew the park is there and it's illegal but they weren't gonna take down the the guy they're friends with but they'll wait till he sells it and then they'll go after you so it's a critical that you get this letter and verify that it's usually legal non-conforming or legal conforming basically what you do is just call up the zoning office in your county and ask hey i need to get a letter of zoning verification who do i speak with They'll put you in touch with them if at all possible go in person tell them what you're looking for give them the property say you're buying this property you want to verify the zoning some counties will charge you a fee of maybe twenty dollars a lot of times they'll just give it to you I tell them I'm looking for zoning status the type of zoning ie mobile home and RV park and then the number of lots now some counties don't like to give you all of this but I ask for all of it and one thing that helps a lot is to give them a copy or show them what it is you're looking for email me I'll give you my email at the end and I will send you a copy of a zoning letter I've got that has all of these items and it helps the person there because it's easier for them to understand you tell them hey I need this from you guys for this property and then just to copy that then they have to write it up from scratch so send me an email I'll shoot it over to you number four is you want to go through every park owned home not the ones where they already own it and they're just paying lot rent but if it's a rental home it's critical to go through these to verify their condition you'd be surprised what some people will live in and you don't want to buy a park that's a significant number of them are rentals because what will happen is you buy it and these people could vacate and then you have to put three or four grand in them just to get them to where you could rent them again so verify the condition and the other important thing to do while you're there is talk to the residents ask them hey how do you like living here how long have you lived here what do you think of the community do you have any issues with the neighbors also ask them what are the items that need to be fixed 
Now, mom and pop typically do not like you asking these questions, but this is the best information, and residents will <laughs> happy to give you this information. You know, they're always up for complaining about something, really, and they're really a good source of information. Number five is verify the utilities and the bills. Now, you want to get copies from the current owner of all the parks bills, such as water bill if it's master metered, or for the common area billing or the park office, the utility bills such as the street lights, the trash, and also, more importantly, if it's private utilities, verify the condition. If it's on septic, you need to get a septic guy out there to check the tanks and make sure they're in good working condition. One great tip is find out who the park uses for this type of work. Call them up, have them meet you out there and say, hey, what known issues are there out here? What needs to be fixed out here? And that is a great source of information because typically that's the guy that's been doing the work out there for several years and getting his take on what's wrong He's going to know what's up out there. Number six is talking with other contractors, such as electricians, handymen, and pavers. So if you do have significant issues with park-owned homes or other structures, potentially a site-built office, get quotes from handymen and other contractors. This is for two reasons. Number one is to figure out how much you're going to have to spend to get these things up to par. Number two, you can use this as a negotiation. You take this back to the seller before your diligence is over and say, Hey, Mr. Seller, I found X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to need a credit for this at closing, or let's split it in order for me to make this work. So, you can go to them and a lot of times get a discount and typically you're never going to get off more than around 50,000 which is still a huge number I mean even if it's a million dollar park it's five percent of the purchase price which is huge so it's absolutely worth asking and as I said the worst they can say is no but they still have to sell it to you so always ask if there's, if there's legitimate things you found during diligence that you were not aware on the front end, go back to them and ask for a concession. And a lot of times you'll get some. And another contract you want to talk with is pavers. If there's any road work at all, you would be amazed at how expensive it can be. Definitely get bids from a couple pavers on fixing different sections of road, if any, there are to do. Number seven is review everything you found thus far. And one thing I like to do, if you're like me, I really don't like physical paper. I try to keep everything digital just because it's easier. But with due diligence, I really recommend you getting a three ring binder notebook and those clear sleeves every one of these items print them off put them in the sleeve and then after you've gone through the major items review everything 
See, be very scientific about it. Take emotions out of it. You've got all this new information. Go through it all and see if, knowing what you know now, would you still proceed at the current price to buy this park? And if the answer is no, you need to either get a concession, renegotiate with the seller based on the new information, or walk the deal. It's better to buy no deal than buy a bad deal. If you buy that, you are stuck. If you buy a bad property or if you overpay, you can be in that property for years and years and you may never get your money back. So don't get emotional about it. There's always another deal out there. Uh, but you can't get your time back and a lot of times your money if you buy something bad. So be very careful about it. And that's why it's always important to talk to other people that you know who have done this. Reach out to them. I'd be happy to talk with you and take a look at your deal from a third party and tell you what I think of it. Don't just rush into something because you're emotionally invested in it. You just gotta, it's a numbers game. If you find one that doesn't work out, just move on to the next one. But let's say you've reviewed everything, the price is good, you're happy still about the property, everything looks good. Now you're on to number eight, which is when you start ordering your third party reports. And this, these are the ones that actually cost money. Everything up until now is mainly a time thing other than depending on the contractors you get out there some of the plumbers might charge you to check it but everything else is pretty much free the reports you're going to want to get a phase one environmental report this is to check if the property has any environmental contamination we did a podcast on that with Mike Renz check it out for all of information about that number two you're going to want to get a survey I typically get a boundary survey on the property which is the least expensive to kind. It basically just lays out the boundaries of the property. The most expensive is an ALTA, A-L-T-A survey. That's when they actually map out the height of everything on the property and every single item on it. Every mobile home, every pole, every building, all of that is mapped out on ALTA. But typically a boundary survey is sufficient third thing is the bank appraisal and typically all these are ordered at once or if you have a lot of time you can space them out for example you wouldn't want to order a phase one and it fail and or order an appraisal and it come back too low <laughs> and then you've wasted your money on the other report so it all depends on how much time you've got but yeah so that is the main items now as I said please email me I'd be happy to send you both a list of all the diligence items that I request and also a copy of the zoning letter my email is abraham at capitalcashflow.com and I'll also end by saying after you do all the diligence proceed along you move on to closing which we are going to do a future podcast about that but this covers the main items you want to look out for. I really appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, leave a review on iTunes if you would. really helps out the show. And until next time, make it happen. Thank you for listening to Capital Cash Flow. For more resources and information on investing with us, find us on social media or 